1: is a Furnish brothers
0: production ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Talkin' buds podcast it is the Talkin' buds podcast it's the talking buds podcast folks talking buds podcast
1: season two talking
0: buds podcast let's go all he's got to do is get in the weight room and, oh, baby, he'll be a good pro in no time. Good pro. Stinks. Absolutely stinks. Stanley Cup? How about let's just run around? What a dummy. You just know that Babs was looking to see if there was any gas left in the tank of that good pro. This. 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 This is
1: the Talking Buds Podcast. And now here's your host Rob and Ryan.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of the Talkin' Buds podcast. Ryan, we're recording this episode a little later than we normally do, a little later in the week, that is. And I am so happy that we made that decision because we just got finished watching the Maple Leafs pick up a 2-1 overtime victory over the Vegas Golden Knights in what was, in my opinion, one of, if not the most entertaining game of this young season thus far
1: oh yeah and they beat a good hockey team too and that's what we've been talking about and anytime you can put up an entertaining low scoring great goaltending performance against a good hockey team in this league I'm all about it
0: so we're going to review that game we're going to run the whole thing down but let's just do a quick week in review since we last spoke Ryan last Saturday night on hockey night in Canada the Leafs defeated the philadelphia flyers in an 11 round shootout in a game that they were not very good in and freddie anderson essentially got them through overtime and through the shootout to pick up the w uh earlier this week they played the la kings in what was in my opinion one of the most boring hockey games i've ever watched in my life oh it was was a mike
1: babcock special
0: well, he said as much after the game. He said some of you might have thought the game was boring. He goes well, I thought it was beautiful.
1: Yeah, because they, you know, the thing I'll give them is they gave they didn't give out the normal amount of shots that they usually do. But you are playing one of the worst hockey teams in the NHL, so
0: and they, sl- but they sleptwalked through fifty minutes of the game, and then towards the end, Nylander and Matthews were like, "All right, let's just uh, let's score here and wrap this baby up."
1: Yep, but they got it done. They got it done. I'll give them that. They got it done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't complain too much about wins.
1: No, not for Um, this hockey team right now.
0: Babcock has been full of beans this week. Did you see his Italian sausage quote from earlier? Yeah,
1: yeah. He loves repping the Toronto teams, eh? He's begging for a championship game. All these other teams around him, championship here, championship there. He's begging for it
0: he's he totally does that on purpose like he totally does like starts his presser off like that to sort of like uh like get everybody because the whole um through the season the whole vibe around this team has been really like tense and stressful and why aren't they good enough and um it, he, so he just comes out and he goes you guys ever had the italian sausage at the tfc game it's unbelievable unbelievable unbelievable
1: and it it was a classic unbelievable
0: um before we get into the Vegas game give me your thoughts on the Drew Doughty situation from earlier this week we don't need to dive it's it's old news now we don't need to dive too much into it but what are your thoughts on Drew Doughty's comments ahead of the game against the Kings earlier this week
1: well I guess it's a new trend that people are just hopping in and Saying what the fan base thinks about this hockey team, I think, I think when Ovi said it, it was uh, it had a little more impact because it's like Ovi. Ovi doesn't really say much in the in the way of that, and he's like when he does say something like that, it's really impactful. But Drew Doughty is has a history of running his mouth every single time he comes here, every single time any Canadian media, multiple microphones in his face. He feels the need to just spew out his opinion. And it's like, Drew, buddy, your team sucks right now. And he got in hot water with that Vancouver comment earlier in the year where a team like that shouldn't beat a team like us. And it's like, buddy, your team's dead last. Dead last. But it's, it, it, it's got to be a wake-up call for the Leafs, though. Like, if other teams... Like, it's kind of like the new England Patriots chip on your shoulder type of thing. That's how they should use guys coming in and saying stuff like that. Like pull the new England Patriots and just be, have that chip on your shoulder and use it to like motivate you as the underdogs. You know, no one believes in us that that's what you, that's the only thing you can take at of all of this. If you're a player on that team.
0: Well, he came out, um, uh, the next day. So he said that the day before the game and then, He came out the very next day and accused the media of saying that he wasn't talking about the Leafs. His comments were taken out of context and yeah, and that the Toronto media sort of took what they wanted from his quote and made it about the Leafs. Yeah,
1: that may be true, but dude, like you have a history of running your mouth, man. Like no one's going to believe you. You're so easy to take out of context because the amount of crap you've talked over the couple years that you show up here, he's always got something to say. And there's always, always the first guy I bet that media strolls on over to, because you know, you're going to get a quote out of the guy. It's easy to take him out. Of, it's easy to take his words and spin them around. Like just, just shut your mouth, like shut your mouth. Yep. If you don't want the media to take you out of context, it's Toronto, man. What do you think's well, going to happen?
0: That's what he threatened to do, right? Yeah, like He's come on, man, that, shut but...
1: up. Worry about your hockey team.
0: All right, let's get into this game because uh, I, I said earlier, I thought this was just such an entertaining game. Um, it was an emotional roller coaster ride, to say the least. There were there was so many emotional ups and downs through these sixty minutes. So interesting matchup. Vegas is considered to be one of, if not the best team in the Western Conference.
1: Well, I, I think they're considered the best team in their division as of now.
0: Yeah, yeah but they're 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 a, a favorite. To oh, they're no, the yeah,
1: West they're legit. They're run. legit. They they yeah. got they got a toughness, speed, scoring, goaltending, good coaching. They're they're legit. Yeah.
0: Um, Leafs go to the power play. Twenty six seconds in. Um, first unit does. Pretty much nothing. Second unit has a few good chances, but they don't score. Leafs move to two for their last 28 on the power play. It was a up and down night for the power play tonight. Well, it, it, it was a mostly down, but up at the very end night for the power yeah, play.
1: Yeah, like you're watching this first power play, and it's like they can't – It's it's very challenging for them to – gain the zone and have puck control and able to like set up with the D at the top and the two wingers at the side. Like they're having a very hard time doing that.
0: The officials in this game. Oh
1: my. Oh, come on. There was some brutal calls, man. That's I can't stand for. I'm so I'm surprised the game was so low scoring for the amount of calls that went both ways, but like, yeah. loosen up a little bit. Like, ugh.
0: Yeah, the the Leafs had six power plays, and the Golden Knights had five. Yeah, like... I, 11 total penalties. Yeah,
1: like, out. I know it, it makes for an exciting game, but if one of those teams just turns it on on the power play, like, it could have been a, a short night for either of those teams. But just, like, it, put the whistles away. I mean, at least they were even in their calls, but just... I, that's too, it was too much for me. It was too it was penalty here, penalty there, and and then the next night it's going to be different. The inconsistency just drives me crazy.
0: Um, teams traded chances, and I thought the Leafs had played really well in the first. Uh, no score after one. Leafs leading in shots, thirteen to seven, right out of the gate in uh, the second period. Nylander takes a holding penalty. Vegas hits a post. Freddie Anderson, who was out standing in this game absolutely robs Shea Theodore with a glove save Um again the Leafs go on another power play with 849 left in the second don't score again and now go for and it moves to two for its last 30 the fans booed the power play at the end of this one right
1: yeah yeah it's frustrating it's frustrating there's no other way to explain it it's just plain frustrating
0: the Leafs did not get a shot for the first 15 minutes of the second period. Yeah,
1: lovely. Great.
0: Yeah. Woo! Yep. Towards the end of the second, 3:48 left, they get another power play, don't score. 2 for 31.
1: Yeah, I know. 2 for 31. I know, I know. and it's like <laughs> man, like is it bad luck at this point or like I'm just sitting here analyzing the entire power play it's like man these guys can't get a break but at the same time it's like what are they what are they doing wrong
0: they're totally in their head yeah it, it's too. just the,
1: the process of getting in the zone man like it's just it, it's painful to watch man they're so predictable
0: yeah so third period max Pacioretty is set up beautifully by cody C. oh yeah the only guy who could beat
1: Freddie tonight was Cody CC.
0: I don't want to get into Cody CC right now because spoiler alert, he's going to come up later in the show. Um, but anyways, Vegas goes up one nothing as because Cody CC just cannot handle the puck in front of his own net, puts it right on Patcharidi stick, and there you go.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Leafs again have a few more power plays. Nothing, nothing is, I don't even know what to say about it at this point, right? Yeah. It, like, oh man. It's like, they, they, they got to two. They, they, they were at this point, they were Oh, for five, two for 32 for their last 32. Excuse me. Oh, for five on the night. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's like, come on. Like, this is you could have put, you could have put this game. That's how you put teams away in this league is, is finally figuring it out. And it was just like, Oh my, what are we, what are we doing?
0: But then, Ryan, on their sixth opportunity, Austin Matthews with one of the most insane snipe wrist shots you will ever see, roofs it past Malcolm Subban. Bar down. Yeah, bar down. Like, it had the sound. Oh, yeah. It was glorious. Oh, yeah. Just
1: a rocket. But, like, after After that, I'm watching that, and it's he scores that goal because he gets the puck out of the corner and he does the loop around the circle. He's on his offside, So he doesn't really have to like pivot his body to take that wrist shot. He can kind of just look at the whole net and he's able to get it off at a better angle. But once he scored that goal, it kind of hit me. It's like this team has a problem with getting in the zone on the power play. No, oh, But guy. when they do, they don't have a play. Like they don't have a play. Yeah we've been discussing just the one timers on the offside that has not worked this year. I suggested that I thought it would work. It has not worked. We just Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. They're just not one time hockey players. They don't have great one timers, which is fine, but they just need to find a play. And maybe tonight, Austin Matthews getting some time just to curl around and take a wrist shot. Like maybe that's, the type of thing you need to look for, like find a way to give this guy time that he can load up and take that shot because this is, they have to capitalize on these power plays. If they're going to be a top team and they're going to go anywhere. And
0: oh, yeah. it, it was a good so, way so to get now, off
1: the, the she, uh, to get off to get the monkey off the back
0: with the Matthews goal. They're now three for their last 33. And,
1: but the great thing is you can, you can, the next game, you can just be like, you know what? It's a clean slate. We score on our last power play. The past yeah. is the past. Yeah. Let's try and find a way to give Austin Matthews the puck on this power play in a good wrist shot shooting position because that's when he's at his most dangerous, and he's by far their most dangerous goal scorer too.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, oh, by far, he he, he scores when he doesn't even play well. That's how gifted the top three. He's in the top three which goal has been scorers the bulk of this of his year. season. Which is the bulk of his season so far. And the
1: thing I'll give him, too, is you look at Pasternak leading the league, he's got Marshan and Bergeron. You look at Leon Dreisaitl, he's got McDavid. Austin Matthews doesn't really have the best wingers on planet or setting him up. So when this guy gets his chances, he's he's easily one of the best goal scorers in this league.
0: The two teams trade... um scoring chances back and forth for the next few minutes. And then with one twenty-one left, the Leafs get called for too many men on the ice. Um, So Vegas goes to the power play and with seconds left, Freddie Anderson makes a spectacular pad save on Marsha show that sends it to overtime and Ryan in overtime, right off the back. He makes another Epic save. He, he got first star of the game tonight and that was well deserved. Yeah. He
1: was the, he was, he was goat Freddie tonight.
0: Oh yeah, and, and, goat, like, stuff. Fre- goat stuff. Goat whole- stuff, Freddie. Yeah, the whole Freddie Anderson isn't himself is over. He was he was been on f- all three of their wins this past week. He's been fantastic in all three
1: games. I, I heard the stat on uh, on the broadcast that I think after tonight, ever since that Tampa game where it was a bit of a debacle, he's seven zero and two since then. Yeah, like, that's pretty yeah. pretty damn good. He's been that's like. He's back. He's back, baby. That's how you respond. Yeah.
0: Right after, Leafs got a two-on-one. Marner sets up. Captain Johnny gets the OT winner. You texted me right after. You said, huge goal for Johnny.
1: Yeah, he needed that one, man. He needed that one badly.
0: Yeah, really stoked
1: for it. Yeah. I'm not two-on-one. I'm looking at Marner. I'm watching it. And I'm like, dude, you have the most wide open lane to take this shot. Most wide open lane, but how Mitch is it to somehow get that pass over when he has time to Johnny? And man, that was a big goal for that guy. He needed that so badly. And it was a big game, big goal in overtime, beating a good team on home ice, capping off a so, big win. They're on a three game winning streak. I, it was just, it was the perfect moment for him to score that goal.
0: So, to your point earlier about the power play, when you said, who cares that it's three for 33 let's like, let's just wipe the slate clean. I think they should do that just in general tonight. Like, like were, were there things about this game that were frustrating? Yes. They didn't get a shot for 15 minutes in the second. They went one for six on the power play, but you know what? We've been on here the last two weeks last week in particular and we talked about how they've really struggled against good teams and tonight they hung in there and beat a good team and this is where you build off this I I, I don't want to dwell on the negative aspects of this game I I really don't I th- I thought they hung in there tonight and they played well I was that's as proud of them that's as this is as good as I felt after a game all year.
1: Yeah, I think it was a great game, man. Like, and you're right. Like, you can take, if you look, go look at the standings. They're, no one's running away. The Bruins are ahead. But if you look at the Sabres, you look at the Panthers, the Lightning, the Canadians, no one's running away with this division. You have the ability after winning three games in a row to just kind of wipe the slate clean and be like, our season starts right now. It starts right now. We got our goalie back. We got Wayne Gretzky coming back on Saturday. Zach Hyman, and oh
0: yeah, he Ryan, he's like dude.
1: You would think Gretzky is donning the the jersey for the Leafs on well, Saturday. Well, all you got to
0: do is all you got to do is ask the head. Coach. Oh yeah,
1: but like the, the 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 chatter, man, the chatter on this guy. It's like is is Lemieux coming? Is Lindros at his prime showing up? Because judging by the way people are speaking about Zach Hyman, like. Man, you would think I he's a think, legend.
0: Well, part of, like, here's the one thing about Hyman being injured, Ryan, is it has really highlighted his importance to this team. Yeah, oh yeah. Dude, I agree 100%. With yeah, like,
1: I'm not I'm not I, chirping Zach Hyman when I say that. I'm just kind of taking a poke at the Toronto media, just hyping this up like nothing I've ever seen.
0: Well, the you know what, though? But there's been instances. I think the fact that Hyman brings... Uh, a physicality and a scrappiness is something this team desperately needs. Yeah. Like, and, and it's something they've missed. And he's like, honestly, if you had said to me going into this season, who would you prefer on the top line? Hyman or Moore? I would have said, ah, yeah, let's give Moore a shot up there. Let's see what he's got. I've seen it for, through a few games. Now Hyman's a better fit on that line.
1: Listen, Zach Hyman deserves all the credit in the world for this because that year he played with Austin Matthews or those two years he played with Austin Matthews. He
0: took so much
1: crap. He took hell. He took hell. And including for me, I used to just say this guy is just, he's not good enough offensively to play on that line. But if you just look at his body of work and what he's been able to do to change everyone's minds to being so stoked that he's coming back from injury because he's going to make a world's difference. It, it's just crazy. You have to give him all the credit in the world. He's just, he has a beauty too. Like, look at look all the stuff he does off the ice. Like, yeah, I know. just a smart dude. Like, Ryan, most likable right, guy. guy. Played- like, if I'm Babcock, like, I don't blame Babcock for loving this guy. Like, it's it's really hard not to at this point.
0: Ryan, the guy played through a freaking torn ACL.
1: Yeah, and he's that's a and he's writing injury. children's books on his off yeah, time, and he's got some little video injury. game company that he's in that he's got that he's in with. Like, who is this guy?
0: I right know, he's on. Un- he's he's Ryan. He's easily he is, yeah. Mike Babcock's favorite hockey player of all time. Mike Babcock has coached players who have gone by the name of Korea, Solani. Lindstrom, Zetterberg, Datsuk. I'm sure I'm forgetting some more greats. No, all of them pale in comparison to Zach Hyman.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is their best four checker on the team by a mile.
0: Yeah. Without like without a
1: doubt. If, if I'm looking at Babcock's Mount Rushmore of players he coaches or has coached, it's definitely Hyman, Hainsy, Datsuk, yeah. Zetterberg, and Lindstrom, because like yeah. he literally is trying to make Austin Matthews into Hendrik Zetterberg or Pavel Datsuk. Yeah, like just it's it's funny how much he loves Hyman though. Like it's actually hilarious.
0: He goes out of his way. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, every day just loves him. Like, but you think we miss Hyman? But at this point, it's
0: hard. It's hard to like disagree with him. Like the guy's just a hell of a hockey player. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the show. If you like the show and want to support us, give us a follow on Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Spread the word, tell your friends. We really appreciate all your support. Thank you. Now, now. now.
1: let's get back to the Toronto Maple Leaf Podcast for all the buds. This is the Talking Buds Podcast.
0: Ryan, 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 Ryan. We're going to dedicate this next segment of the Talkin' Buds podcast, episode 39, to a player that we've discussed quite a bit. William Nylander. Before you chime in, um, the idea to do a whole segment on him started yesterday for me when... Um, the morning show on the fan 590 suggested that, um, he could potentially be on the trading block when Hyman comes back due to their salary cap and the amount of contracts they have to keep and the amount of guys they have to have on their, um, active roster. And I'll just say his name. Mike Zigamanis got annihilated on leaf Twitter for insinuating that by the Nylander supporters. So, this this spark this got the the gears turning in my brain, and so I put out a poll on our Instagram, and I said, if you could trade one player on this roster right now, who would it be? Ryan, guess who the number one player was.
1: William, Nylander.
0: Yeah. Yes. So I want to have a discussion here about William Nylander, and this isn't going to be a bash William Nylander. Well, for you, Is it's it? going to be a bash William Ne So listen, I then posted on Instagram asking people for their feedback on one William Nylander, and we got a ton of engagement. I'm going to read some of the comments on Instagram. And, um, a lot of people, uh, take your side on this one, Ryan, not that I I have a side, but for the sake of the segment, I'm going to play devil devil's advocate. Okay. Before we get started here, I just want to say, I don't dislike William Nylander. Okay. I also don't love William Nylander. He's a nice hockey player. He is overpaid in my opinion um, he has lots of offensive upside. The thing that makes him frustrating is if he's not contributing offensively, he's not doing anything else. He's extremely one-dimensional. I'm not opposed to down the road making a deal to trade William Nylander, but I am of the mindset of he does have a lot of offensive upside. So you better make sure you're getting something good back for him. Um, So let's get into it. I I said, tell me why you like him, why you don't like him. Here's some of the comments. And apologies to anyone if I get your name wrong. This is the first time we've ever done this. So apologies. Radradev says, if there were such a thing as a war in hockey... He's a win-more type of player, meaning if we are up 5-1, he will score the sixth goal. Or inversely, if we are down 5-1 with two minutes left to play, he will make it 5-2. But how many game winners does he have? How many goals with five minutes remaining in a 2-1 game when we are trailing does he have? So so trade him for a solid defenseman.
1: Raj? Raj, I got one thing to say to you, buddy. One thing to say to you. Now that's a take. That is a take. Beauty take. Love that one, man. (laughs) What a beauty Raj is.
0: Owen J. Perry says, Honestly, it's not that I don't like him. I do very much like him. He has skill and he works very well with Matthews. My problem is with players like Marner, Tavares, and Matthews, we already have so much skill on this team and all of their contracts, including his, are screwing our salary cap up. Plus, they could get a fairly good trade for him, maybe go for a D-man along with someone who can bring some toughness to this team. What our team needs is balance, and I'm sure trading him could provide us with that balance.
1: Yeah, it's a good take. It's a, it's a decent take, and we, it's something we've been saying for two years or a year and a half, however long we've been doing this podcast. Just too many skilled players, and it's nice that, to read these comments for our listeners who maybe don't comment on our pictures or don't look at the comments to verify how fans are actually feeling about this player or this team
0: even people who say positive things about him on here ryan are are at the end or like trade him yeah crones warrior chronicle says his contract is a cap friendly one and his value as the season goes on will only become a steal we know who he is he's Two point two per. Oh my god! That's, yeah, that's, that's a
1: aggressive. little low, bud. That's, that's a little that's low, a buddy. Gla- yeah, I can't stand it. But aggressive. he he's hitting him hard. He's going low. Straight
0: up for a dependable D man, he says. Oh my god. Oh, uh,
1: see, it's just. But like again, like I I don't think he's a two point two million dollar player. That's a little ridiculous. But some of you guys on these
0: comments got got fell victim to the old autocorrect. It looks like. <laughs> Uh, oh cool, man classy vibes says trade for a good d-man strong tough d-man don't get me wrong he's good but we have lots of talent on the team already i think he's a good player so this guy's like i think he's a good player trade him
1: yeah good take i mean i the, the part i struggle with is like when you just start throwing names out there of like who you could trade him for it's like we don't know we don't know that like i would love to trade william nylander for a good d-man But I don't know if that's even possible, if there's someone even good out there, if Kyle Dubas even wants to do that. But in a perfect world, that would be the ideal scenario.
0: Dave Martin 52 I agree if any one of the stars should go it's got to be Nylander I love his pure skill and skating ability but he has no passion no heart and he disappears far too often yes the Leafs could easily land a top pairing defenseman for him and possibly clear a little cap I disagree
1: with that you cannot you cannot add a top pairing defenseman and get some cap room for William Nylander buddy like that that's the part I disagree with but all his points before that are bang on. Bang on, he buddy. Goes on,
0: he goes on to say if they don't get a D-man, they could get a couple gritty players with average skill. This team needs some balls. There you go. Kneel- Nylander only provides marbles at best. Oh, oh. buddy. I told you, man. Some of these guys are just you guys, yeah. throwing the you guys low
1: Darius Casperitis low. hip check.
0: Oh yeah, they, no, they're throwing the Pavel Beret on Shane Churla, mother of all elbows. Watch
1: this elbow, Watch this
0: elbow, the mother of all elbows. Yeah, just a cheap shot. Here he comes shot. Along the center and wacko.
1: Yeah, wow,
0: oh. wow. Year of the Leafs. Year of the Leafs. Writes, I think Willie turned a lot of fans off with his holdout last year, and and then when he finally returned, the expectations exceeded the results. We've seen flashes of greatness, but when you look around the league at other 7 million a year players, that's probably the thing most concerning as he is yet to make an impact for a player being paid that much dough. Personally, I'm a fan. I can just see why Lee fans may be frustrated. Wow, so what a
1: rational that. human being.
0: Rational take. You know what? I, I just want Leafs.
1: to applaud these human beings who engage in our posts who are willing to write as many words in a comment as some of these oh. people are oh, yeah. just full-on paragraphs makes me look stupid I comment on something up or like a sentence these, these guys are writing us a novel for how they feel about this guy
0: uh your buddy Eric Starcevic writes the guy is softer than baby sorry Eric we don't swear on the show we have kids that listen to this show Guy is softer than baby you-know-what. He's a perimeter player who is afraid to get hit even by the smallest players. Willie is built for European hockey where there is minimal body contact. The Leafs need a guy on the top two lines to be able to play the same role night in and night out. They need a guy who is more like Trevor Moore with work ethic and speed, also a guy who is willing to go in the corners and win and when it when it loose back yeah that one that
1: one that one got away from him a bit there yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least someone who at least someone who can commit to working for the team and not their own stats so i like I, eric Starcevic comes in with a rational comment yeah well the thing about the auto correct just gets people on yeah well the that
1: thing about stars eric Starcevic, i know i know him personally and i played hockey with him as a kid That guy was not soft. I'll tell you that. So him commenting on other players being soft, I will allow that because I've seen that kid murder some individuals in the middle of the ice. So good take. Good take, buddy.
0: Natalie writes, I'm the biggest Leaf fan ever. Never disliked a player more than I dislike him. I would love to see him traded. And seven minutes ago, Lalon ninety four one word floater. Thanks.
1: Oh, two good takes. You know what? I actually l- love all those takes, man.
0: Apologies if I butchered anyone's. Yeah, name.
1: whatever. They're gonna. It's Instagram, man. No one, no one's gonna take it personally. These handles can get a little confusing sometimes.
0: So. I want to go to the other side of this, Ryan, because if you go on Leaf Twitter, and I know you stay off Leaf Twitter. I'm trying to stay off Leaf Twitter a little more. Leaf Twitter is absolutely exhausting. It's dumb. It's a full-time it's just, job. It's like... It's like I, I want to know... So th- these, these guys who have these Leaf accounts, like, do, do you have jobs? Like, what do you do? Like, they, they're they literally... They tweet all day long. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's just a are, vicious they, they circle. They are viciously... Oh, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw people tonight comparing... People who dis I saw I saw a tweet tonight, Ryan, where someone compared the Nylander haters to Trump supporters. That it's just ridiculous, unwarranted hate and there's no reason for it.
1: I, I get we, we do a podcast. That's how vicious yeah.
0: this is getting. That's how vicious
1: this is we getting we do a podcast based around this hockey team, but if you're at home on Twitter taking this that seriously, who are you good? Are you oh. good, buddy? Like, whoa, so, chill, guy. Why? Trump supporters. Oh, so, ooh, so for the s- yeah. what a weirdo. So for the
0: sake of the segment, <laughs> so for the sake of the segment, I want you to go to give your thoughts on William Nylander right now, and I will play devil's advocate on certain points just just to counteract, so we don't just sit here agreeing because that's boring.
1: Okay. Here's a couple. My main problem with William Nylander, and there's no way you can disagree with this. It's just he's one of the softest hockey players around. He's he's not a good four-checker. He's a horrible forechecker. And what I want to do in the future is just pause my television whenever he goes into a four-checking situation or a one-on-one battle situation, and just freeze it and go back and just record it and be like, this is what I'm talking about. The one on one battles, the effort, the finishing your checks on the four check are just non existent, man. They're non existent. He's it's, it's brutal. It's horrible. it's think, bad to watch? Do you
0: think he's do you think he's miscast? Like like do do you think that he's like that's not his game? I don't
1: care. You're you're a big boy, man. Like you can finish a check. I get it's not your game. You're a skilled guy, but that leads me to my next point. How skilled is he really? How skilled is he really? Like, honestly,
0: he's, he's his, his career
1: high is 61 points. He's done it twice in his career. And last year he was brutal. And this year he is 11 points in 17 games. Like, is he really that offensively talented? He's not Mitch Are Marner
0: are you not even a little bit concerned that you would trade him away and he would flourish somewhere? No,
1: else? no,
0: <laughs>
1: not at all. Okay. Cool. Ghost. Like I saw someone comment on a Facebook post too. Like I know we were, we kind of focus on Instagram more, but there was one, one guy posted on our Facebook who was like, whoa, well, we'll trade him and watch him score 40 goals somewhere else. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, Like I I, and I can almost guarantee you this guy's not scoring 40 goals anywhere else. Like, unless he goes and plays wing with McDavid or Crosby or somehow hops on the Bergeron line. Like, this guy's not scoring 40 goals anywhere else. Doesn't work hard enough. Doesn't work hard enough. Look at David Pasternak. Guy works hard, man. Yeah, he's not a great four checker either, but you've you've watched the Bruins play. That's his main comparable. That guy works, man.
0: The thing that I find most interesting, and the, the enlightening thing to me about um, getting the feedback on uh, Instagram and listening to you talk, and is is a lot of the people who like you, who dislike Nylander are like older. Like our dad hates William Nylander. Yeah, a lot of older Leaf fans hate William Nylander, but then you see that the, there's a younger group of fans who either I just don't like. The, I'm just so fascinated by him, Ryan. Like, there's no... I am in the extreme minority because I'm in the middle. I'm, like, one of, like, four Leaf fans who are in the middle who are like, eh, he's okay. Yeah, Rob, like, he's
1: not a bad hockey player, okay? I'm not saying he's a horrible hockey player or a bad hockey player. I'm just saying, for this hockey team, for a winning brand of hockey, I just... He does He's not going to... Do what needs to be done on a nightly basis for a team that's going to make a cup run. Like, especially in the position he's in. If he was a third liner who chipped in with 20 goals a year, that's phenomenal. Like, you need guys like that. That's Casper capitan That's what Kasperi Kapanen is. But when you're in a top six position playing with Austin Matthews, who's supposed to be one of the best players in the world, and you're still invisible, and you still don't forecheck hard, and you're you're not that good of a goal scorer or an offensive player like you're pretty good you have a lot of skill you got a good wrist shot you can pass the puck nice saucy pass through the neutral zone ooh but it's 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 just like it's not i don't know man it it he drives me crazy like four check, play hockey like I know what you did to get here, but now you're here, and what you're doing isn't good enough
0: do you not? But like, but he's he's in this role, Ryan, where you're like he's paid this money and he's like whatever. Kyle Dubas paid him that. Money. I know, I know, and it's and the contract but, isn't horrible. No, it's it's not, not horrible. But, like there's there's he, players still, getting paid that, that money. Overpaid. The fact that he makes more money than a David Pasternak. Yeah, that's is frustrating. Insane. Yeah, it's frustrating. Insane. But that's just and that's just the way he, it shook he out. Started, I know, but he started this whole thing by overpaying William Nylander and buckling at the last minute. He should have, because what did Nylander really contribute when he came back last year? Nothing. He should have made him sit for the rest of the year to send a message for the other guys, but he didn't. And now the team is in a brutal cap crunch. I'm finding myself I, i'm i'm heel turning on Kyle Dubas a little bit. This is a discussion for another day, but like i've I've been a staunch supporter of Kyle Dubis on this podcast, and as we're we're only like 15, 16 games into the season, so. Let's not get too carried away, but I'm, I'm turning a little bit on Kyle Dubas. Like he's Kyle Dubas is going to come up again in when we get to bum and beauty, but like anyways, for me, it's just, I don't think Nylander is going to get traded. The only way Nylander is going to get traded is if they get, if they don't make the playoffs or if they have another disappointing, um, end to the season, two things are for certain Babcock will get fired. And they'll look to make moves, and Nylander is the only guy you can move because
1: he is the most tradable contract. contract. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know what? Like, okay, he goes to uh, like he goes to the St. Louis Blues. Okay, like they already have Terrasenko who's kind of in the same mold, but a way better goal scorer than William Nylander, in my opinion. If you put him on a team that's already tough. Just to add like another skill piece, he, I feel like he would succeed a little bit better. But him being in the mix, a skilled player amongst a million skilled players on this team, he's just, you start to notice the things that need to be done on this hockey team, like better forechecking, th- tougher on pucks. The, and it's just.
0: I think you're right. I think the thing that makes him so polarizing is he. Willie picks and chooses his spots to go after the puck and go in the corner, and it's very obvious. So even y- your um, not-the-most-seasoned hockey fan notices, this guy's kind of um, floating around out there. Yeah. And that's why I think there's such a... There's no... like <coughs> Excuse me. Tonight, Dangle talked about it before... The game started. There's no like, oh, it's William Nylander. It's either I love William Nylander or I hate William Nylander. It's crazy, man. I've never, I, I don't, I never, in all the years I've been watching the Maple Leafs, I never remember a player who is brings this reaction out of the fan base. This fan base is split right down the middle of when it comes to William Nylander. It's crazy.
1: He needs to go play in Carolina, is what you're saying. What you're saying is William Nylander yeah, needs a one-way ticket to Arizona or Carolina. Yeah, that's where he'll fit We're in like best. The
0: Florida Panthers. Yeah, like yeah, the Florida like, Panthers, the, it, something like
1: stick that. this guy in a non-hockey market. Put him on the put him on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know they're a skilled hockey team, but like even a team like that, like I just feel like him in this market. Everyone's always going to go after the one guy. Okay. And he's the guy right now. He's the guy because it's obvious how much he floats, but he's also a good goal scorer. So that's why people, or he's also got a lot of skill and he's got a lot of upside, which is why people love him, but he's a floater, which is why people hate him. So in Toronto, history tells you that we're going to go after someone and he's, he's the guy he's in the crosshairs.
0: somebody else is making his way into the crosshairs and we're going to talk about him right now in bum and beauty hit the music
1: it's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty take it away bugs
0: that's right bum and beauty Beauty Ryan, let's get the beauties of the week out of the way. I will go first since I know who you're gonna pick. I'm gonna go with Travis Dermott. I think he has looked excellent since he's come back. Took like you notice what he brings since he's come back. He can really move the puck and he can fly and he can get it out of his own end and he's fit in so well with Justin Hall, who's my favorite Toronto Maple Leaf so far this year. Um, I, he he brings he needs to get up into the top four I, I'm hesitant to go any further because my next point I want to make is how Dermis Dermott needs to be in the top four which means he'd be taking a certain somebody spot and I'm gonna wait until bottom of the week before I go there go ahead
1: all right beauty of the week Freddie Anderson pretty easy one for me he's just been lights out and for this team to be a playoff, cont- a playoff team, a Stanley Cup contender, have any chance to win. He needs to play like he's playing right now. I know he's way out of his mind. Like tonight, he was way out of his mind. Like against, like way out of his mind. But if he can just play anywhere near how he's playing right now, going into the playoffs, in a playoff series, that's how they're going to do it. That's how they're going to win a series. He can steal him a series. But we know Freddie, he's... He's going to have a couple stinkers, that's for sure. But it's nice seeing him back to the 38, 39, 40 shot save performance that he put on, and he has been putting on for the past couple games. So, Freddie is my beauty of the week.
0: Bum of the week, you go first.
1: Bum of the week, uh, Tyson Berry. Underwhelming. Underwhelming. (laughs) That is the only word I can describe Tyson Berry's season. Like this is a guy who's got my
0: bum of the week last week. Dude, dude, how can he not be?
1: be? Well, I'm, I'm calling him out on bum of the week this week. I don't know. I don't know if you listen to Greg Millen, he's still settling in. I don't know what that means, but he's still settling in. I don't know. Maybe this system doesn't work for him, or maybe it's still kind of early in the season for him. I don't know, but for a guy who's gotten over 50 points a couple times in his career, and I'm going after him too because how many times did we go after Jake Gardner? And this is the Jake Gardner replacement, and so far, it's, it's kind of the same thing, but less points, so it's like I have to call him out. I haven't really said anything negative about him this year, but at this point, what he's done, he's like five assists in 17 games, and he's like a dash five. Or dash six, and it's like, that's that's underwhelming yeah, like, for a top four guy. It's not good. It's not great. And a guy going into a like, contract well, like, year, not good.
0: Knee-jerk reaction take on him. Knee-jerk reaction take on him is um, you're just going to let him walk at the end of the year. At this, oh, point. 100%. Like, he's going to get better, but yeah.
1: I'm more worried about okay. him and his UFA contract. It's like, this is supposed to be his big $7 million prove I'm worth that money year. And it's like... You've been, you've been mildly, uh, mildly disappearing act this year, bud.
0: Okay. My bum of the week is the um, the guy who I would like Travis Dermott to take his spot in the top four, Cody Cece. This guy sucks. <laughs> this guy... This guy sucks. Just like, flat
1: out, eh? You're one of those Nylander commenters, eh?
0: He he Ryan, he's awful. Like, I'm at the point where I would I would I think putting Marty Marinson in is a better option than Cody Ceason. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> like, he's 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 an awful hockey player. I know I'm being a bit harsh right now, but it's just like night in, night out, This guy is terrible. He and and I'm like, why did Kyle Dubas make this trade? and why is he paying him 4.5 million dollars like if i i would rather have nikita zaitsev really i would rather have Kevin really?
1: nikita zaitsev oh boy yeah. that's a tough one for me man i don't i don't know if i go that far i don't know if i
0: ryan th- ryan this guy is horrible he, he he's affecting morgan riley's season he's that bad
1: He's a the, the reason why they went and got him. He's a serviceable defenseman who's played NHL games. I I don't I, I'm not I don't hate him as much as you. Ryan, do.
0: that is generous calling him serviceable. <laughs> at least at I don't least think he's that bad, man. Game.
1: He's not great, but I don't at think least, he, I don't, don't, don't oh. throw Marty Marinson's name in here. You're you're getting a little ahead of yourself here.
0: Cody Cece will not be will likely not be the first time you are crowned bum of the week. Let's uh let's take a look um to the week busy weekend for the Leafs actually, Ryan. We we they've got a, a yet another double-header this weekend. They have the Philadelphia Flyers in a rematch Saturday night this time at Scotiabank Arena and then the very next night they're in Chicago to take on the Chicago Blackhawks who are far from the dynasty Chicago Blackhawks of a few years ago. However, Michael Hutchinson will be in the net. You and I have defended Michael Hutchinson more than most. However, watching Malcolm Subban tonight shows you the importance of having a quality backup goaltender.
1: Yes. Yep. He's got to make a couple. He's got to come out with a big game, man. Like they get the Leafs are going to give up a lot of shots. He's going to have a tough game, but he's going to have to come up with some big saves. That's He's got to prove it now. Like, I I don't know who else they can go get if if they decide to not play him anymore. But it's time for a a big boy win for for Mikey Hutch.
0: And then after that, next Wednesday, Ryan, we will be doing episode 40 after this. Undoubtedly, the Maple Leafs will be in Long Island to take on the red hot New York Islanders. in Long Island. So we're going to see what the crowd is like for Captain Johnny at that. One. I
1: think I think Islanders fans got to be over it at this point, man. They're having like an unreal year. They had a good year last year. I think I think they're pretty over it by now. They're they're a pretty good damn team with a pretty good coach and some good goaltending and and I think they should be over it by now. If they're not, then we're in for an entertaining game and when Johnny's getting booed, that's when I turn off like my criticizing or take off my criticism hat and I just turn into full Leaf fan whenever I see them boo Johnny. So those games, that came last year was just immensely emotional and I was so into it. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: And with that, we will see you guys next Wednesday for episode 40. Thank you very much for downloading and thank you for your Instagram feedback. We're going to keep that going. We'll see you next week.
1: This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, the Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important... They won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Antler and subscribe to the show
0: wherever you get your podcasts.